the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Few images in Scripture are more comforting to the Christian than the Good Shepherd. One of the most well-known verses in Scripture, Psalm 23, begins with, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Each, each time I hear these words, I'm transported back to one of my earlier memories at a funeral of someone I can't even remember who it was. But I remember sitting there in a pew and hearing Psalm 23 being read. And though I didn't quite know how to experience sadness, I knew something was wrong, but I remember that these words brought comfort, as they still do today. Though we don't always understand the journey we are on, as those who follow Christ, we know that we have a good shepherd who is leading us along the way, even through dark valleys. Even when we get thrown off the course, either in the face of a tragedy or from falling into sin, our good shepherd will patiently nudge us and bring us back home. As we enter more fully into the Easter season, and we remember that Easter is not just a day, but a season, we begin to focus on what it means to be a follower of Christ. We just finished a large portion of the church year which focuses on who Jesus is, his birth, his death, his resurrection. Now we are focusing on what it means to follow Jesus. And we're also learning what it means for us to be sheep. Out of all the various steps to look at in Christian discipleship or spiritual formation, this morning I just want to focus on two. First, we are to learn who Jesus is, and second, we are to learn what our relationship looks like with Jesus. When we think of following Jesus, we tend to immediately think of imitating his good works, his good deeds, kindness, patience, meekness. We think it would be great if I was more like Jesus in terms of all these great things, and that is true. But we don't immediately think of the passion, of the suffering, of the crucifixion, as part of what it means to follow Jesus. But Jesus tells us again and again, pick up your cross and follow me. In this morning's epistle, Peter tells us that following Jesus includes enduring suffering. Not merely, not merely suffering for a just and worthy cause, which he says is noteworthy, but also to endure unjust suffering and having patience in it. As Jesus said in Matthew 5, when someone strikes you, turn the other cheek. Being a disciple of Jesus has many great rewards for sure, but we have to remember it's also an arduous and painful journey at times. The relationship we develop with Jesus is one of complete and utter trust or dependence as sheep have on shepherds. Jesus tells us that he is not a false shepherd, he's not a rent-a-shepherd, but rather a good shepherd who knows his sheep and his sheep know him. In Southern California, we don't have much interaction with wild beasts of the field, although after the 745 service, someone told me 
that up in Tribuco Hills, they do have wild steer running around right now. So maybe depending where you live, you have more experience. But shepherds are not a common part of our society. But they were common figures in the ancient Near East, where people could recognize a good shepherd from a bad one. And Jesus' hearers would have been familiar with these comparisons. A good shepherd was one whose primary obligation was to the sheep. He spent his whole life with the sheep, feeding them, protecting them, cleaning them, and all the grossness that that entailed, and traveling with them daily. The shepherd literally lived with them, traveled with them, he protected them. Because this good shepherd took his livelihood from his own sheep, he would do anything to ensure their well-being. He was fully invested in the life of his sheep. But if a family had only one or two sheep on their property and they had a day job, they might get together with their neighbors who had one or two sheep and they would hire a shepherd to watch these sheep. This would be the rent-a-shepherd. And they were knowledgeable. They knew uh, what the wolf looked like. They could, you know, clean the sheep. And, you know, they were, they were skilled shepherds. But if real danger came, they would not lay down their life for a shekel an hour or whatever they were making. The wolf came, if the wolf came, the hired hand would flee and leave the sheep in harm's way. But this type of shepherd is not the one that we follow. Our shepherd has searched us out, called us by name, and in the face of danger, he lays down his life for us. Because Jesus is our good shepherd, what is our role in this relationship uh, and this journey of discipleship or formation? In today's gospel, Jesus says that he knows his sheep, but he also says that his sheep know him. This is an image of mutual intimacy leading us to ask the question, do we know Jesus? Does he know us? Have we experienced his leading in life? We are not going to be proficient disciples or effective sheep if we have no idea what the shepherd looks like or how he acts or how he behaves or what he's done for us. But thankfully, Jesus has not left us alone to figure this out by ourselves. We do not have to experience the Christian life as solitary individuals. We are called to be part of his body. We are called to be part of his flock, where we are known, and there's a mutual intimacy. As modern Christians, we have almost unlimited resources available to us to learn how, who Jesus is and what it means to be his disciple. We have the Bible in our own language, something we take for granted. We have the church, which feeds our souls. And we have other Christians around us who are walking with us, encouraging us, and challenging us to grow in the faith and knowledge of God, continually pointing us back to Jesus, who is the shepherd of our souls. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat>